Podcast. Welcome back. On today's episode, we're going to talk with Jaime, a first responder out of San Francisco, where he does the majority of his fishing on charter boats. He's going to walk us through his experience on charter boats and why it's a great option for people looking into getting on a charter boat or a little intimidated about trying it out for the first time. So, Let's go ahead and hear what he has to say. All right, Jaime, thank you for, for being on the podcast. And what, what got you into fishing? You know, uh, so I grew up in the city, um, born and raised, first gen uh, Salvadorian. So like my pops, he grew up fishing with his pops, my grandfather, on the beach. So basically, you know, it's kind of just been taught from like, you know, generation to generation. All my uncles fish. Uh, so back when I was learning how to fish, it used to be like a little small, like four by four piece of wood wrapped around with like hella fishing line. And that was basically Mm -hmm. it. You like just chucked it out in the water and you just hold your line. You kind of just tug it here and there. And then, you know, if you get a bite, you you reel it in by hand. Um, but you know, like, like any other kid, I kind of just like did it for like a couple of times and lost interest. And then as I started mm-hmm. to get older, I was like, you know what, we'll get back into it again. So I picked it back up with my pops, and at that point I was a teenager already, so I was, like, using fishing poles and stuff. So, And it kind of just always stuck with me, you know. I think it's, like, a, it's a dope way to kind of just pass the time, you know, be out there in the water or be out there by the lake or wherever, even at the pier. God, just, Definitely. like, you know, give you, like, a, a moment of peace to yourself, you know, because, like, we already got all the stuff going on in the world already and, you know, the, like, responsibilities and bills and, you know, jobs and stuff like that. It's, like, for me, I think it's just the one way you can kind of just get away from all that. And then, you know, you're out there for, like, an hour, really. You're out there for, like, five hours because an hour just yeah. goes by so quick, you know what I'm saying? You just lose track of time. But, you know, yeah, so that's kind of what, what got me back into it, more of just, like, you know, Kind of like, I, I always call it ocean therapy. So, mm-hmm. it's good for mental health. Okay, okay. So, what, what did you uh, kind of focus on? Were you, you know, fishing in the bay, fishing in the reservoirs? What what were you kind of doing? Yeah, so, I in the bay, really, you know, I only caught a few small little, like, surf perch kind of stuff. Um, we didn't really do reservoirs that much. I started doing reservoirs myself, like, as I became, like, a young adult and whatnot, and I started just to get more of, like, my freshwater stuff. So I would go to uh, San Pablo Reservoir, and I would just use things like um, cast masters and power baits. 
Mm -hmm. uh, night crawlers, you know, kind of inflate them up a little bit and, you know, let them float there. Um, Spoons, just depends on, like, whatever was biting that day. But for the bay, like, I've always been, uh, like, a saltwater fisherman, saltwater angler, because that's kind of like I like to target big fish. Um, So I would always try to target striper, halibut. I've never done sturgeon. Um, but for sure, I've caught a striper and I've caught halibut um, plenty of times. And part, and t- part, part of that is because I've gone on a couple of charters. Um, so that's kind of like opened up the horizon of like targeting those kind of species. You say you've gone on a couple of charters like in the Delta or out in the Bay? No, in the Bay. So like uh, okay. my, my brother, my older brother, uh, R.I.P., he was my uh, my brother Sal. He was like my fishing competitor. So okay, him and okay. I would always like you know who get the biggest fish kind of thing. But he put me on on rock fishing when I was eighteen. So mm. I didn't know I didn't know anything about rock fishing. I didn't know what that was. I didn't even know that it was gonna be like a three hour boat ride to the Fairlands to be fishing in like hella <laughs> deep water. <laughs> All I know is I didn't get sick the first time. Um, and he was the person that took me out that deep uh, with his boy, uh, who has been fishing since he was a kid also and just stuck with it. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know the tackle. I didn't know, like, species. I didn't know anything. All they said was, you're using a one-pound weight, let it hit the bottom, you know, and then once you hit the bottom, kind of click it in gear. And I was like, well, what the hell does that mean, click it in gear, right? Like, I'm using an open <laughs> reel. And, okay. um... You know, luckily my brother was there to help me out with that stuff. Uh, but, you know, you, you, I did my first drop, and I was like, damn, it's taking forever to get down there. And yeah. then I finally, you know, hooked up. And I'm thinking it's like a monster. Like, oh, this fish feels so big. I'm putting I'm putting the pole on the on the rail, you know. I'm trying to, like, what do I just do? I just keep cranking. And uh, by the time I got up, it was like a small little fuck rinky-dink little rockfish. And I was like, what is this? This is, this is what gave me a run for my money. And, you know, that right there kind of just sparked it all over again. And that's when I, that, that moment right there is when I really started to be like, get into it all over again. Got the bug right back at it. And I started investing in like fishing gear, started looking at the YouTube videos and stuff. And, you know, it was a tradition. We'd always go rock fishing for the crab combo um, yeah, so that was like our thing in November was to do that. How many did you guys catch? How many was there on the boat? That first day, well, that first time when I was 18, we limited out, uh, you know, 10 rockfish. I didn't catch any link cods. It's like you get 10 rockfish, two link cods, and then your 10 crabs. So I didn't, Okay. I wasn't lucky enough to get a link cod. Uh, but yeah, I definitely left home with hella fish. And the crazy thing is like, I like to fish, but I don't really like to eat hella fish. So like I gave a lot the crab I kept the crab but like the like all the rockfish all the slabs I just gave that away like the family and friends and stuff I still yeah, do it to this yeah. day so after the uh, after the charters uh, what was the next move were you still out fishing out in the bay and stuff like that yeah so after the charters you know um, everybody has their own charter they kind of dedicate themselves to um, my brother you know was always like going out of fish in Emeryville in Emeryville. Mm-hmm. And uh, his boat they loved going on was the Tigerfish. That's uh, it's ran by a guy named Alan. 
And so, like, as I was getting older, I kind of wanted to, like, kind of look for my own kind of charter, you know, kind of find a group of, like, a charter that I can kind of just, like, you know, uh, associate myself with. And okay. I was lucky enough to find uh, Oakland Anglers, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it used to be – the reason I heard about them was um, I work as a first responder in San Francisco, so – um, the captain of the boat, uh, Brandon Sugatan, he's a, a Oakland firefighter. So on his days off, he charters, he has his own charter boat, but he used to be out of Richmond, uh, back in the day. So I always put together a, a fishing trip with my station. Like, Hey, you know, let's get together. So a bunch, you know, first responder, the community, it's really small. Like everybody knows mm -hmm. everybody, even if you work in other counties. And so uh, one of my coworkers was like, yo, check out my boy B. He's a good dude. Check him out. You know, check, you know, go on his boat. So I hit cool. So I hit, I hit a Brandon, gave me his number and set the charter up. And it was, uh, what was that? I think it was like December 20, December 2019. Okay. I think it's when it was. It was my first time when I was with him. And, uh, we went just for crab because it was crab season, but it was like too the muddy the water was too muddy to go rock fishing, so we just we just did the crab. But right then and there, man, I knew I was like, oh, this is like this is it. I'm this yeah. is this is gonna be my boat from now on, you know. And, and it's true, people say like there there really are there really are fishermen that only fish like with one boat, and it's all about like that connection that you get with like the boat, the captain, the deck hands, and all those folks. You know, it's just how they make you feel as a as a as a fisherman, you know, as an angler, like how do you get better? It's like you get better yeah. because you, you're you're fishing with guys that actually can show you and and you know help you out. Yeah, you know? teach you along the way. Yeah, exactly. Because I was still brand new and 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 fishing with these guys, fishing with the anglers, the local anglers. I was dropping, I was buying fishing poles like every month, just because I needed to. <laughs> I just I felt like I needed to get like the top of the line crab, and I was buying. I was spending like money on like Dio Alexa reels. And, mm -hmm. You know, just the other day I got a Penn Fathom, you know, and I barely broke that in like like a month ago. But I, you know, I was like, oh cool, I got my first two speed drill right now, and that's because like the equipment that they use and stuff. So I was like, oh, I gotta, I need, I need that, I need that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I know, of, I know of them. Uh, I've seen them on Instagram, and yeah, they're pretty active. It's a pretty cool looking boat too. You got a lot of yeah, and on you them. know it's. It's a dope, like, the the crew's hella, hella dope. Like, you know, Brandon, like I said, he's a young captain, but he knows what he's doing. He have his deck dogs, and, um, you know, and you have Stu, who's, like, an, Stu's, like, an amazing fisherman. Like, that, that, he's helped me out a whole lot. And Rob, Rob T, who'll be out there, some, he'll be uh, deck canning as well. And not so much now, because he, he, he's a, a DJ, so he's always booked up with weddings and stuff. But throughout the way, you know, throughout my years of fishing with them since 2019 to, to this day um and i met other, other regulars a guy named casey who's a nasa scientist super he takes his fishing like to the beyond like this guy is so good at fishing it's crazy <laughs> crazy it's annoying how crazy how good he is but he's he's solid and then i met my other boy uh marcus suda you know that guy's you know retired dude grew up in oakland or in San Leandro, you know, OG fisherman, but he's like dialed, you know, he's helped me out a whole lot. So, yeah. But yeah, so, and it's just other people out there that I've met too that just kind of like make you be better at fishing, you know, just because they show you, but it's like they just take the time to 
that actually run you through like your basic knots or like what to look for on a bite and stuff like that. Cause it's different fishing versus like going to the pier, mm-hmm. you know, versus going from shore. Cause you're on, you know, you're fishing on a boat. Right. And I'm learning stuff like, you know, how like the wind plays a factor, how the undercurrent plays a factor and like how like the, the swells and whatnot, like all those things play a huge factor. And I'm sure like, mm-hmm. I'm sure like the kayak fishermen, you know, respect to those guys that be out there in the ocean. They 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 gotta know all that stuff, you know. To yeah, to, and they're out there by themselves, you know. I I would never be on a kayak, so I would, I give a lot of respect to those fools that be on the kayaks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of variables, man. What's the what's the biggest fish you got on those charters? You know, man, I I caught a I think it was like a twenty six or twenty eight pound striper. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll send you a photo of it. It's huge. It's like my PB. You know, I think it must have been like, I don't know, 40 plus. In- Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was big. You know, I, I, we didn't measure it. We, I knew it was big. Um, but what was crazy was like when I when I caught it, when I, when I hooked up to it, like it wasn't putting that much of a fight. Like it just felt mm-hmm. like I was just like, you know, like it was swimming up towards me. And I remember uh, Stu, he was the deckhand that day. I was like, damn, bro, I think I lost the fish. And he's like, nah, man, keep reeling, keep reeling. Like, he knew. Like, he, you know, that's how experienced yeah. these guys are. It's like, they know. I was like, how do you even know when you're not even on my pole reeling it in? You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man, yeah. keep reeling it in, dude. And I, I was like, ah, I think I lost it. He was like, bro, just shut up. Keep reeling it in. And I was like, all right. And then, sure, sure, you know, as soon as, as soon as it got up closer to the top of the water, it was so big. I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a white sea bass. I was like, oh damn, it's a sea a white sea bass. I'm like getting all pumped. Like, nah, it was a fucking. It was a striper, dude. <laughs> but he reeled it in. He reeled it. He got it. He netted it for me. And I was like, that thing was huge. It was crazy that it didn't put up. It was. They. They. Uh, he was saying it's like a river bass because how big it was. Um, but like it just didn't put up a fight. Really, like it was. It was just heavy, huh? Yeah, it just felt a little heavy, but it was like coming up towards me. So, I mean, I fought, I fought shakers, shaker halibuts harder than that. How long ago was that? That was this year. I think that was oh, this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was this year in uh in May probably. Okay. I have to look back at the photo. Yeah. Big old thing, dude. Biggest. That's cool. Any other crazy stories out in the water? Uh, one time we went out. Uh, way back when I when I was fishing with my brother on on with uh, tiger fish, and uh, you know it was again for our traditional rock uh, rock cod or rock crab combo, and uh, it was just so it, the water was just so gross out there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I freaking thought I was gonna fall over, and you know it felt like I was on uh, the perfect storm. You know, that George Clooney okay. movie. Like, I felt like these soldiers coming at us, like, hella crazy. But really, they weren't. They just looked hella big. And I was still brand new to to to, to fishing still. So I was like, oh, my God, is this boat going to tip over? And I'll never forget. Somehow, like, the boat rocked left and then right. And then I lost my footing. And I slipped. And I went sliding down the other side. And uh, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I, you know exaggerating but like at the, at the moment i was like oh this is it i'm gonna go overboard <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then i was like all right i'm gonna invest in some grunding boots you know or some extra mm-hmm. tough boots i need to get that slip resistance because i'm out there like sneakers or, or like you know like your regular like big five stuff and like nah man i wasn't cutting it 
And when you're uh when you're fishing out there for rockfish, uh what type of setup do they use? You know, explain it to to a completely new guy. What what's the whole process of of getting on a charter? You know, what do you need to take, et cetera? Run it yeah, down for so me. yeah, for sure it is. So like uh basically, you know, the boats usually leave at six on the dot. So make it a point to get there like at five a.m. at least. To kind of just prepare, like kind of just get used to like what the boat looks like, what kind of expect. There's people that are, there's fishermen that are super superstitious that fish only one spot and it's like if you get there you take their spot they'll like no that's my spot get out of here so in a way like you kind of have to like respect that inish because but then you really don't but you know i just kind of like as a new person just i would say kind of prepare yourself for that and that's just on i've been and that's like on a lot of charters i've been on not just for okay. like you know it's just in general because i've been with other charters in like in the, in the city and in berkeley and whatnot so um but Anyway, so like basically the the you get there at six AM or you get there at five, you know, you check in, have your fishing license. Um most of the most of the, I know with Oakland Langers like the rod and reel are included in the tackle and whatnot, so they won't charge okay. you for that. But some other charters they will charge you to rent the rods, to rent their, their setup. Usually like the setup is like a shrimp fly. You know, mm-hmm. it's like two hooks, like a just two hooks and it has like this like yarn or I don't know what kind of how to explain like the it looks like a rooster tail kind of and it just buries the hook in it and then after that you attach your your weight like a usually like a one pound weight um like a little cannonball and then uh you know you put some squid on there a little, little some squid on there and then you know they'll tell you to like when to drop it you know usually it's when you're doing a drift is when you drop the the weight or the you're all set up mm-hmm. but the captain will tell you over the loudspeaker like hey you know we're fishing about 280 feet of water or now it's like more because of all regulations but back then you know before september 1st it was like you can fish like 100 to you know max 300 right so mm-hmm. um yeah so you listen to the captain and they'll tell you like when to drop it and depending on like the equipment like the deck hands too will like show you how to put the thumb on the spool to kind of like let it go down slowly so it's like your braking system but then click it in gear and whatnot you know and if you're like really really new like you know just your first time I know for sure, like, Stu or Rob, they'll, like, really give you, like, all the attention while still kind of surveying the rest of the boat to kind of just help okay. you get used. Because it's an experience, right? Like, you you want to yeah. come home with fish, and most likely you will, but it's, like, you also you also want to feel like you're catching your own fish, too. Like, you know, it's in our mm-hmm. DNA as men to be hunters, right? So you want to hunt for your own food, right? So, but they um they definitely, you know, for sure, you know, pay, pay extra attention, from what I've seen, at least, since I've been there, um help you out but uh yeah definitely like that's pretty much the setup um you know a lot of it has to do with like snagging like if you if you like happen to catch your weight in between like some rocks and you just snag on and you can't get it out that's how you lose equipment and stuff but you know they're quick to help you retie and whatnot so unless you know unless you know how to tie your own you know your own knots and you have your own stuff like for me personally um Every time I've been on there, I've always tried to use artificial stuff. Like I'll use like a swim bait or a deadfall jig or I'll mm-hmm. use like uh, um, a surface iron or something. But, yeah, I haven't caught anything with that this year because the live bait has just been working. So, okay. you know, they'll use like a live bait setup, which is basically you just hook up an anchovy. And, and they'll show you, they show you how to, how to bait up an anchovy too. And then, you know, once – 
if you like. Lose an anchovy, they'll like hook it up. They'll you know they'll bait it for you again and have you drop it back down. But yeah, the live baits have been working really well as well. Um, I haven't gone in a couple, and I haven't gone fishing with them in about a month or two. But yeah, the last time I went on, I was killing it with the live anchovies. The live bait provided by them, do you have to pay for that separately, or how, li- how does that work? So the live bait that's provided on the on the okay. charter, they they either go the day of, so like they'll go to like the uh, what's that JP Bates over in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, and they pay for the scoops, and then or if like they have like a live bait well where they just basically store the bait overnight with the pump and just kind of keep the bait alive. Um, so sometimes like the, the I've seen a couple folks will just have the bait from they'll go get the bait like in the evening the day before the trip that way they can just go out to the waters hella quick or to the fishing grounds very easy then for a new guy to just kind of get in and they're very helpful then yeah it's very and i i get it like i was always intimidated at first but i had my brother to kind of break the ice mm-hmm. but i've seen like on people that are like i saw a mom one time take her son for the first time and it was just them too you know, they, they hooked up to a bunch of shakers. I think the mom caught one, one halibut. Um, but, you know, there was just, like, the experience is just what it's all about, right? You're, you're, and that's that's what you want. Like, you want to build a fishing community, right? You want to get more people out there in the water and just, exactly. you know, have them get, like, that, like I said, ocean therapy. So I think, like, you know, it, uh, just people that have like that are timid at first and you get that good experience and, and like amazing like you know attention to detail and customer service like it's kind of huge and that's what you know helps people come back fishing and then next you know you know they want to get their own boat or they're on now they're on their kayaks and stuff like that so uh, mm-hmm. we're more so focused on actually leaving home with fish because you know we, we don't want to come back to our families and and be like oh we didn't catch any fish kind of thing you know and, <laughs> I've done, you know, and again, it's it's called fishing, not catching, right? Otherwise, it'd be easy. Yeah. But I mean, there's days where I got, I was like in a, on a a skunk for like a month because I didn't catch anything, dude. I was like, what is going on, dude? What is, is it my braid? Is it is it is it my using the wrong line? Like, well, you know, you start to get in your head about these things. It's like, nah, man. Sometimes, sometimes they just don't want to eat your stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do the deck hands help you fillet them, or is that something you take care of yourself? No, they fillet it there for you. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of the a lot of the charters, at least the big charters, like you know the, the ones that come mm-hmm. out of San Francisco, Emeryville, Berkeley, and Richmond. I know that's part of the service that they offer the fillet for you. Um, some of them charge, some of them don't charge. Just depends. Uh, obviously, you want to tip your deck hand hella good, right? Because they're they're really they're really doing a lot of work for you out there. Um, especially when it comes to like lines getting tangled underneath the boat, that's just taking time away from like five people getting fish or something. Yeah, which happens exactly. a lot. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just common thing that just happens, right? Mm-hmm. It happens to me, and I've been fishing, you know, religiously for like the last like three four years. So, you know, uh, except I'm a little harder on myself because I'm like, oh, how did I get tangled up? And then you know, obviously, like the boys are like, you know, busting my balls about like, come on, Hyman boy, you should be able to do this stuff already. So um, <laughs> it's all love. It's all love, right? Like just. That's just kind of like how to me it's like you're just family. You just family, oh, yeah, that's right. and that's like the experience that that I feel like you know for sure that I've gotten with those langas. But I know a bunch of people that go in other charter boats like that's their experience as well. That's because that's how we we keep coming back. You know, it could be any charter, 
but it's because you just you get you're part of the family that you feel like you're one of them you know mm-hmm. definitely definitely yeah that's a good good way to look at it man start making that relationship and if you find your right boat you know just keep going keep enjoying keep catching fish right yeah exactly it all starts with like that one experience you know what i mean Exactly. Got to get out there. Got to try it for at least yeah. one time, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you a uh, ambulance or firefighter? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the. I'm an EMT. I work for the for the San Francisco Fire Department. You know, San Francisco has uh, two services. We have firefighters, which are called depression, and we also have paramedic and EMTs on the ambulance as well. Uh, we all work under one umbrella, same as a, as mm-hmm. a team. Um, most of our engines that you see in the city have a paramedic at least on it, and the one that's not a paramedic, they're all uh, EMTs. So um, basically, like, you know, uh, I do 12-hour shifts versus the firefighters that do 24-hour shifts, and obviously they go into burning buildings and whatnot, and I'm more of like the ones, when they go in the burning buildings, I'm the one that will be outside, you know, when they bring a bring a patient out or something, right? So And then take over care from there kind of thing. And you say you mentioned that you've gone out and done charter trips with your with your with your coworkers. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing. Like I try to get them out there too, just to, you know, it's a, it's a tough job, right? That we have, and a lot yeah. of that has like mental stress and PTSD and whatnot. You know, people that you know, it's a it's a rewarding career, but it, in a way, it kind of comes with a price, right? So exactly. Uh, one of the things that I found that helped me out was, like I said, just being out there in the water and doing that ocean therapy. So um, mm-hmm. I put uh, a few charters already in the past. Um, you know, it started with, like, that first trip with uh, Oakland Langers and Brandon and his crew with, like, you know, four of us. But now it's like I have a, I actually have a trip coming up in November for grabbing. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. be like 22 of my coworkers that are just going to go out there and, and fish and what. Yeah, oh, it's, man, that's, that's <laughs> cool. Gross, that's going to be cool, man. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. waiting list now. Like, it's like, oh, Jaime's putting, <laughs> putting together. And I tell him in advance, like, hey, man, November's a day. I don't know what day in November, but just, you know, checking with your wife, checking with your kids. Like, November's going to be the day for, <laughs> you know, there's other there's other uh, first responder agencies that get together. Like, I know, um, uh, uh, Brandon's dad, he's also a first responder OG out of Contra Costa. Mm-hmm. He puts together this tuna trip. It's like an eight-day charter tuna trip with oh, wow. the yeah. Which I forget the I forget the name of the boat that's down there, but they always do it every year in uh, on September, like right around September 11th, if not on September 11th. So they're always mm-hmm. on the water on September 11th, um, and they do like a cool little ceremony where like. You know they do this. They they do the flag, and then they they say the names of everyone that's fallen, and then and then they uh, I think they like um, they have like little American flags, and they kind of like throw it in the water to kind of like show respect, like you know, like if you, you throw like lay in the water in the mm-hmm. ocean, right? Kind of like a, a water burial. Um, so yeah, every year that they he's been doing that for at least I don't know nine years, I think. All right. Well, Jaime, um, thank you for, for, for being a guest on the podcast. You gave us great info on the, the charters, man. Makes, you know, makes a new guy like myself not as nervous to go out there and, and give it a try. Yeah, man. Come out with us. <laughs> Come out with me, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll set it up, man, for sure. Awesome. For sure, yeah, for thanks, sure. Ben. Thanks for, uh, thanks for setting this up, too, man. It's pretty dope that you're having 
your podcast, like, you know, especially with, like, you know, being in the Bay Area waters and stuff like that, because, you know, I, I do believe, like, it is it is an amazing uh, sport, you know, fishing is just, mm. it's just, it's different, right? Like, some days are good, some days are bad, but, like, man, nothing beats it when you get, like, your, when you're, when you're hooked up to a fish and you just got, like, so much excitement running through your head and whatnot, you know, it's just, like, it's a rush. That was Jaime talking about his charter experiences. So newcomers, do not be intimidated. You heard that it's easy, it's newcomer friendly, and by the sound of it, it's a great experience. So try it out. If you're thinking about it, do not hesitate. Book your trip now. Find your charter and go make some memories out there, man. Also want to talk about an upcoming event. It's the NorCal Sportsman Show taking place in October 14th and 15th at the grounds in Roseville located at 700 Event Center Drive, Roseville. There will be vendors and informative seminars on hunting, fishing, camping, winter sports, boating, water sports, all outdoor activities, gear, merchandise, and fun activities to do with the family. There's also going to be a catch and release pond for the kids. So take the family out there, make some great memories, have the kids catch some fish. All right, everyone, that is it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you hear, do not forget to leave a review. Follow us on the Bay Bike Podcast on IG, on TikTok, on YouTube. Listen to us on every platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website, the Bay Bite Podcast. Great information on there as well for planting dates. So catch us on the next episode, and thank you for tuning in.